welcome everybody to the Real Sh Podcast with your host, Mr. Wills. Welcome to the weekly Premier League preview show. So, as we get into the Premier League games for this week, the first game on Saturday 12.30 is Wolves versus Liverpool. Wolves have only got three points and they're quite unlucky, but they're not unlucky. That sounds pretty mad, doesn't it? They're, they're in games, but defensively sometimes they're a bit slack. And going forward, they're just not very clinical. In between of that, playing well, passing the ball and wingers doing good, they're doing a good job. But the two main things of keeping the ball at the back of the net and scoring goals, they're really, really, really struggling with. Liverpool have had a great start to the season. 10 points out of 12. Some tough games in that. Villa, Newcastle, Chelsea. They're having a good time. They would expect to go to Wolves and win. And I would expect to them to go to Wolves and win. The problem with Wol- the Liverpool for Wolves is that too, ma- too much ammunition. And if you're conceding goals, Liverpool are not the team you want to be coming to your ground. And ultimately, Wolves don't score enough goals to stop Liverpool from from winning really so for me I'm going to go with 3-1 Liverpool the key man Darwin Nunes game number 2 Saturday 3 o'clock Tottenham versus Sheffield United Tottenham had a great start to the season they have 10 points but they're playing very very well and with Basuma and Madison they're really really controlling games in midfield one's defensively very good but also carries the ball. And Madison's very, very creative. Very, very creative. And ultimately, even the fullbacks, I think the fullbacks have to get the credit. That pass from Porro to Son against Burnley, beautiful. So the tactics are right. The players are buying into what they want. And ultimately, they've got a good front three for Tottenham. Very quick, dynamic. And if you ask them to run, they'll run. And they've got a bit of everything in that front three. Silky, Kulisewski, Work rate, technical, Son's a winning runner, Richarlison, Solomon, you know, options. For Sheffield United, they've got their first point against Everton. I do like the what's going on up front with Bur- uh, Burnley, Archer, Harmer, but ultimately these are, no disrespect to them, they're improving in the Premier League. They're top championship players, but this is the Premier League. And for Sheffield United to go to Tottenham and win. They concede goals. They don't score that many. Tottenham are scoring loads of goals. I can only see a home win. And I'm going for 4-1 Tottenham. And the key man again, Son. The third game, Saturday, 3 o'clock. West Ham versus Manchester City. West Ham had a great start to the season. They have 10 points. While City have 12 so this is a top-of-the-table clash so early in the season. For West Ham, they've got a great tactic. The players that he's brought in are really settled. World Prowse, Alves, the midfield's really... There's something different in there now. And obviously, Bowen up front is always a threat. And Antonio really looks like he's back to his best. A real problem, a real handful. And obviously, they've got Paqueta, who's, you know, like I've said before, he's a top, top player, Paqueta. But they are coming up against City now. And City have got their four out of four. They've got 12 points. I don't really think they've come out of second gear. The opposition means they haven't needed to. So this is probably their toughest game so far. But they, you just feel they've got gears 
to go into. And the way that West Ham set up, they are basically waiting, waiting for the opposition to make a mistake for them to pounce. It's difficult to continue to play like that, that way and get away with it, really. So you're hoping you don't concede any goals and you're hoping to counter a team. It's not very easy to do. I think for them, the tactic will be try not to concede for the first 40 minutes. If West Ham don't concede in the first 40 minutes, I think they'll feel like they'll be able to get a set piece or counter-attack goal. Problem is with City, I don't think they're going to create that much against West Ham. But I I just think, you know, they might have enough. But I don't know. It really is a tricky game. Really is a tricky game to to predict. But you've got to predict. And I'm going for 1-1. And the key man for um, West Ham, Kurt Zuma. The fourth game, Saturday... Three o'clock, Fulham versus Luton. Fulham have made a solid start to the Premier League season. They've got four points, while Luton have no points. For Fulham, this will be a welcome break. They've had some tough games. Arsenal, Manchester City, they've had some really tough games to start in the first four games. For Luton, I suppose for them, every game's a new game. Every game's a game to try and get a point and try and win. That's just how they're going to have to see the league this season. For Fulham, big positive news is Joe Polinio will be back playing. He's a very key man. Luton won't be coming, get, coming across players like him much. And it's going to be a difficult evening for them in the midfield with him there. Obviously up front, they've got Toure from Wolves, Awobi, Harry Wilson, him and Ebbs. They'll hope that one of them, even William, They'll hope that one of them come to the party against Luton. Because certainly, as a forward player, you want to play against Luton right now. Luton, like I've said, they're conceding a lot of goals. Um, they give, they're trying their best. Whether their best is good enough, who knows. Like I've said before, every team that Luton, comes across Luton, they're going to be expecting to win. The pressure on the manager will be huge if they drop points against Luton. I don't see them picking up a point against Fulham. I could see it being 3-1 Fulham. Key man. I'm going to go with Andres Pereira. The fifth game. Saturday, 3 o'clock. Manchester United versus Brighton. This is a big game. Manchester United have six points. While Brighton have nine. Man United have had two bad away performances. But they have played away to Tottenham. And Arsenal. Obviously right now. Man United ain't clicking. There's unrest at the club. Anthony now has been told not to come back. Sancho problems. Injuries. But Man United are very good at home. Very very good at home. And Man United would hope that Amrabat is fit. With Amrabat in there. That will toughen up the midfield. Against a team like Brighton. If we can have Hoyland. Who come on and look very very strong. Fit. Quick. He's going to really give Brighton defenders a real problem. Like I said, May United at home, very, very strong. Brighton now, they have nine points. They've had a great start to the season. If they feel like they, they feel like they can go to Old Trafford and win, no doubt about it. They don't fear no team. The way they play, the style, the intensity, the tactics, absolutely perfect. But still, they will know this is a tough game. And I think defensively, you can get at Brighton if 
you do the right things. But keeping them out is a bigger issue. They are a very tough team not to score. It's hard to keep Brighton out from not scoring. Very hard. So this is a very tough game to predict, really. Very tough. But I'm going to go with Man United home win. And it needs to be. Because if Man United don't win, the pressure is going to be big on the manager. But I just think at Old Trafford, Man United will win. And I'm going with 3-1 Man United. And I'm going with the key man. I'm going with Marcus Rashford. The Sips game. Saturday, 3 o'clock. Aston Villa versus Crystal Palace. Aston Villa sit on 6 points. While Crystal Palace sit on 7. Aston Villa have had two tough away games. Where they've got absolutely p- p- trouts really. Newcastle 5-1. Liverpool 3-0. But I think they're better them them results actually I know they are why Palace on 7 points they're grinded they're dogged they represent the manager very well Hodgson they're organised and they and they got a bit of quality with Eze and the two strikers Edward and Matete they're a handful but Villa they're a good team to watch at home you, you, you suspect they're going to go forward and they're going to look to dominate with the players they've got with Watkins Diaby the midfielder that's so strong, they're going to go there and expect to beat Palace at home, no doubt. But with Palace, this is a perfect game for Palace, if you ask me. Villa have got a high line. Edward, Eze, you could just, you can see it, can't you? Eze to Edward. It's high line, Villa. Through on goal. Nick a goal. Sit on their lead. Two great centre-backs they've got. And try and nick a 2-1, ain't they? This is a tough game to predict. Because one thing about Crystal Palace, they're going to be organised. Whether they're going to score goals, a lot of goals, I don't think they're not going to. But I think Villa will create chances, will look to score. That's what makes it so interesting in this game. I'm going to go with a draw. I'm going with a 1-1 draw. And the key man, Edward. The seventh game, Sunday, 2 o'clock. Bournemouth versus Chelsea. Bournemouth have two points. Chelsea have four points. Bournemouth need the points. Probably deserve a bit more. They've spent a lot of money, Bournemouth. The fixture this ain't been kind. But they expect to win. And you'll say they expect to beat Chelsea. I think they would expect to beat Chelsea. I do worry about Bournemouth in centre midfield. I don't know whether they've got the physicality in there since they've lost Lerma. Obviously, they're waiting for Tyler Adams. But Lerma, that steal, that physicality is key in the Premier League. Going forward, they look quite good. They, they're a threat. You know, like I've said about Solanke many a time before, he can be a top centre forward in the Premier League if he just believes in himself. And obviously, defensively, you know, like they play really well, but they just... They concede at the wrong times. They don't score when they need to. But I like what the manager's doing. The style of play. The way they're going about things. You know, they're trying to play the right way. Regards Chelsea. This isn't a good start to the season. Four points out of 12. This is a must win for Chelsea. Make no bones about this is a must win. All that money they've spent. To leave Bournemouth with no points. Absolute crisis. The thing about Chelsea is they look good. 
But they look like they're missing a bit of guile. A little bit of invention. A little bit of clinicalness. But I think, you know, some of their players are very young. So you learn, learn them sort of things, you learn. But at a big club like Chelsea, have they got the patience to wait for people to be clinical? I don't know. But I do like what they're doing. I can't be a hypocrite and say, oh, you know, they've only got four points. But I do like what they're doing. And I think once they get it together, they're going to be a tough team to play against. But this is a big, big game. Big, big game. And if you ask me, I'm going for a Bournemouth win. I'm going 2-1 Bournemouth. And a key man, Quatara. The eighth game, Sunday, 4.30 kickoff. Everton versus Arsenal. Everton have got one point and Arsenal have got 10. This is a big game for Everton. They really need three points. Maybe they could take a point. It's a must-not-lose game for them, really. They've had four games, really, where they at least should have took six points. So now, the Fitch list won't be kind to them. It won't be kind. So they need to start picking up points. Problem is, is I used to think of Everton as a very strong, determined, hard-to-break-down team. And if Sheffield United are scoring two against you, and then Pickford have to make make a save in the last second, that shows me they've got frailties at the back. The positive is that they scored two goals, but they've scored two goals against Sheffield United. So I don't know what to make of that. It's a big game for Everton. Beto looks like he's a handful up front. Good signing, good size, good strength, good pace, good touch. But you're going to need more. You're going to need more out them three in midfield. Decore, Gianna Gay, Anana. Really disappointing this season so far. Very disappointing. Really, with those three's athleticism, they should be dominating or physically opposing themselves on on any team, really. And they're not. And that's a big worry for me. Regards Arsenal, 10 points out of 12. Pretty good start to the season. Certain players yet to click in. Martinelli, Saka, you know, he's got two goals, but he ain't really clicked in yet. Jesus scored a nice goal against Man United. And Ketias looked sharp. They're obviously looking a bit more off Havertz. But they're just, they're just clicking, clicking away, aren't they? Picking up points. Picking up points. And they look like a well-oiled machine, if you ask me. Because they're not playing very well, but winning games. It's good habit. And that's the thing with Arsenal. They look like they've got good habits to me. This is a very tough game for Everton. But also, it's a tough game for Arsenal. Because... Everton ain't gonna just let them just ain't gonna roll over. You'd hope that the quality from Arsenal would pay, but Everton's a very narrow pitch, tough pitch to play on, really, and you play your football and dominate. It's a tough game. It's a tough game. And I'm going for an Everton win. I'm going for a 2 1 Everton win. And the key man, I'm gonna go with Beto. The ninth and final game of the weekend, Monday night, eight o'clock kickoff. Nottingham Forest versus Burnley. Nottingham Forest have six points. Burnley have zero. Forest have had a great start to the season. They've been away to Manchester United, Chelsea and away at Arsenal. And they have managed to pick up six points out of that cracking start. Why also buying a lot of players on the last day of the transfer window. So this two weeks international break has come at the perfect time for them players. Because they can bed in, get fitter and they'll be ready to go. 
So this is really good positive news if you're a Forest fan. New players in, settled, wearing to go. And they brought some very good players in. Well, also, the players that bought in previously, like Alanga, are making a big impact. Very good times for Forest, if you ask me. Very good time. Very good manager. Very good setup. I just like everything, what they're doing. They're not buying old players. They're buying players young and raring to go. And it's good. It's good. I, I like, really like what they're doing. For Burnley, they've got zero points. I thought they were going to do a lot better than they're doing. But I'm looking at their team and I'm thinking, who's going to score? I don't know any of their players. Who's at the back? Don't really know any of their players. They've brought a lot of players in that not many people know of. They've took a gamble. Hopefully, with time, the gamble will pay off. But as of now, the gamble's looking really, really a gamble. But like international break, sometimes it's good. Recharge your batteries, go again, set different mindset, refresh the mind. And hopefully that's done that for Burnley. And hopefully these players they've brought in can turn up, can do what the manager wants. And, you know, they'll be targeting Forrest as a, as a victory. But also, Forrest will be targeting Burnley as a victory. Anyway, the result I'm look, I'm going for, I'm going for a 3-1 victory to Nottingham Forest. And the key man, I won me. So, thank you very much for listening. Spread the word about the real shh. Hope you enjoy what I'm doing. Thank you very much. Bye.